Hello there, and thanks for listening in to our Die of Matthew study. Die of Matthew is the dive study that began it all. Throughout February of 2019, lives were changed and the scriptures came alive to a group of about 50 people as they dove into the book of Matthew, all 28 chapters in 28 days. It moved at a fast clip, but even with that rigorous pace, it became clear that it was worth pursuing an ongoing ministry based on these studies. This is how Dive Collective began. Our new dive studies will be formatted differently, but the process of inductive study remains the same. So as you listen through the book of Matthew, know that we are waiting to welcome you into our current live dive studies where we engage with our Bible study members and dive in at a manageable pace for study. You can find everything you need to know at divecollective.org under our studies tab. Enjoy your time in Dive Matthew, and we hope you'll join us in real time soon. So welcome to Dive Matthew, where we're going to be doing 28 chapters of Matthew in 28 days. For the first study, you're going to want to download our dive guide at www.divecollective.org in our shop under free downloads. Dive studies are our version of inductive Bible study. This particular study of Matthew was the first one we did back in 2019. I hosted that dive guide in a different format on a different website at the time, but now if you want to join in and see how to do a dive study before committing to join us live, you'll want to go ahead and go to divecollective.org to download and get started. So we're going to go ahead and read through the sixth chapter of Matthew. If you'd like to skip ahead because you've already read the chapter, you can go ahead and do that now. You're going to want to join back in at approximately 4 minutes and 20 seconds. Do not judge so that you won't be judged. For you will be judged by the same standard with which you judge others, and you will be measured by the same measure you use. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the splinter out of your eye, and look, there's a beam of wood in your own eye? Hypocrite. First take the beam out of beam of wood out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's eye. Don't give what is holy to dogs, or toss your pearls before pigs, or they will trample them under their feet, turn, and tear you to pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Who among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or, if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and few find it. Be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, so you'll recognize them by their fruit. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. 
The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded on that house, and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished at his teaching because he was teaching them like one who had authority and not like their scribes. This passage is full, (laughs) to say the least. It's true. There's a lot happening here. I focused on Matthew 7, 13 through 23. I'm kind of excited about this portion because I don't think that we can read this without really touching on the gospel. Mm -hmm. I think that this portion is where the gospel, every portion is where it's critical to understand the gospel. (laughs) But here, looking at everything and choosing to look at scripture through the lens of the gospel can be really helpful. Yes. Since we're not going to be touching on the earlier portions, I just want you all to know that I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on don't give what is holy to dogs or toss your pearls before pigs or they will trample them under their feet, turn and tear you to pieces. I'm sure some people have dug into that and I would really love to hear your feedback on that. That was probably one that I wish that I had dug into a little bit more. But that's the beauty of doing this together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some of the observations that I made from the portion that I am focusing on One of the observation questions is, where does it fall? So I wanted to acknowledge that it falls after the judgment section on the splinter in your own, a splinter in someone else's eye and the plank in your own, as well as the golden rule. And then what I noticed is the gate, he compares the kingdom of heaven or entering the kingdom of heaven through to going through a gate and going down a road. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how easy it is to go down the road that leads to destruction. The observation is that he calls the road difficult and the gate narrow. Mm -hmm. So it's those two different things there that I observed. And then one of the other things that I noticed is that a good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. Mm -hmm. That word can't, I felt like was sort of a critical word and that it's a superlative, basically, mm-hmm. like it is definitive. And then it says there's somebody is disguised as being good who is actually bad. We are able to tell. I put that in my observations. So when I went through my interpretations, when I took those specific observations and I went into my interpretations, I talked about the difference between the, the gate and the road that lead to destruction versus mm-hmm. the one that leads to life. I thought, well, what kind of, what is the gate that leads to the kingdom of heaven? Well, obviously the only way through, Jesus Mm -hmm. says, I am the way, the truth, Mm -hmm. and the life. Jesus is the gate. And that would be, this is just sort of a basic gospel truth. If you believe the gospel, then you know the only way to enter the kingdom of heaven, to be in God's presence, is through salvation, through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, then that led me to think about what is the difficult road? What is, what's the road? If Jesus is the gate, what mm-hmm. is the road? And my immediate thought was repentance. Repentance is the what leads to the gate. Uh-huh. This is where one of those rewards that I feel like God gives us by in that intimate secret time that we spend doing this kind of study I love that God just immediately brought to mind the phrase, and I didn't know where it was when it came to mind, was bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. Do you know offhand where that's You've, from? I've, I've heard it come out of your mouth before. <laughs> I absolutely have. Well, it's Matthew it. 3. I looked it up earlier. I, after I after that came to mind, I looked it up. It's from Matthew 3. That's yeah, what we John talked says. about it the other Keep, day. Yes, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. 
what I love about that then is that this whole portion then is about fruit. We can tell good from bad based on the fruit that we bear, and the fruit that we bear will be based on repentance. Can you say that again? <laughs> this is what's going to be great about this. I'm just going to get us started, and yeah. then like so much is going to come from yeah. this, because this is true, but all of the truth that surrounds it is also super important. So what I said was, we can tell the good from the bad based on the fruit that they bear. Thistles and thorns mm-hmm. versus fruit-bearing trees, right. right? He specifically says you can tell when you've got a sheep mm-hmm. or a wolf in sheep's clothing mm-hmm. by the fruit that it bears. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the gateway being Jesus and what leads us to Jesus is repentance. Also, what leads us to bearing fruit is repentance. If that's what John is saying is bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Well, repentance leads us to Jesus. We can't bear fruit apart from Jesus. Mm -hmm. Anyway, all of this is like one long thread that I'm just sort of pulling that leads us to the gospel. Yeah. Which I love because we were, this discussion had just come up and I had written this post recently about God being pleased with us. Mm -hmm. Our hearts are depraved and Mm -hmm. apart from Christ, we absolutely, he is not pleased with us. Mm -hmm. Our hearts are broken and wrong. Mm Mm-hmm and evil Mm -hmm. and then because of jesus and because of the work of the cross and his salvation that alone that belief that his death burial and resurrection is what saves us we're washed we're washed clean yeah totally washed clean and then we are seen by him through Mm -hmm. jesus's righteousness so what he sees in us is the purest form of us wrapped in jesus's blood because when he created us he did create us he didn't make a mistake in Mm -hmm. any of us but the sin of the world that we're born into covers us, covers mm-hmm. all of that until we come back in repentance, mm-hmm. acknowledging who we really are and the grossness that covers us in the world. Mm-hmm. And then in repentance, we receive salvation. Mm-hmm. And that salvation then cleanses us and mm-hmm. allows us to be in that relationship with God mm-hmm. again, where we can fellowship with him, which leads us to more repentance, mm-hmm. <laughs> which leads to more of him. Right, because just to clarify on what you're saying because when when we are washed and we are seen in Christ's righteousness that does not mean that now all of a sudden we're perfect like that repentance it's continual we still have that leftover oh we're still affected by the sinful world we still have that leftover sinfulness just from the fact that we are humans but our relationship with him is restored once and for all right and when he looks at us he sees us through the blood of his son forever after that there's Mm -hmm. no more yes and so when we act and we do the things that we do in relation to him we don't do those to earn more of his love we Mm -hmm. do those things because we know his love right it should be it should be a natural outpouring of the love that he's given us we it's response it's a response yes yeah it wraps up the most important interpretations and we're moving that into application which i found to be somewhat convicting the idea that we bear fruit in keeping with repentance. So this is where we get that dichotomy, right? Like we're already forgiven Mm -hmm. once and for all through salvation, but we're also still continually sinning that we never are free from sin Mm -hmm. completely until we're, until we're with him. Right. There is a continuous acknowledgement and repentance of our Mm -hmm. sin that we're doing because that sin and that constant repentance, I think, is a continual reminder of his holiness and his mm-hmm. goodness and brings us back into worship. And that's right. where we bear fruit. When we're right. continually aware of his goodness compared to our not goodness, yeah. yes, then we're in awe of the fact that he still loves us. 
I think I don't even recognize sometimes when I'm working so hard, when I'm just trying, when right. I, when I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something a certain way and I'm working hard at doing it that way. And then suddenly I just realize, you know what? I'm exhausted from trying to do it this way. <laughs> I don't, and maybe it still is the right way, but I'm still exhausted. I'm not, mm-hmm. and this isn't the way that I want to be doing my relationship with God anymore. Right. We forget about grace sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And so even just recently climbing up into his lap and just saying, you know what? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I have no idea whether I'm doing it right or I'm not doing it right, but I know that I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired from trying so hard. And I just need you to just tell me that you love me, even though I'm probably not doing it right. Right. And I think about how many times Hannah's even done that to me recently, my oldest standing in front of me and saying, I just need you to tell me that you love me. And sometimes she'll even do it when she knows that she's upset me or when she knows that she's done something wrong. Thank goodness that I have a daughter that can just come to me and say Mm -hmm. that. But that is the illustration of how I felt when Mm -hmm. I was coming before God and being like, I just need you to, I just need a little reminder that you Mm -hmm. love me. And the most perfect reminder that he loves us is the gospel. I mean, Mm -hmm. when we're doing all these things and trying so hard and recognizing that we fail, crawling up into his lap and telling him that we need him to tell us that he loves us. The gospel tells us that, that when we were, even before we were trying, when we were, mm-hmm. when we were doing nothing, when we were just completely lost, that's when he loved us. And mm-hmm. that's when he died for us. And that's mm-hmm. when he rescued us. So it's the most perfect love that you could ever possibly imagine. Yes. What must it have been like to be a Jew before Jesus? And you have those same thoughts, like, I'm not getting this right. I know that I've screwed this up. And then you have to go and find the lamb. Mm-hmm. And you've got to take the lamb. And you've got to... Re- and hope it's perfect enough. And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Spotless enough. Yes. And then you walk away knowing, oh my gosh, it's only going to be moments before I'm doing it all right. again. But how much he loved us to send that perfect sacrifice so that all we have to do then is climb up into his lap yeah. and say, I'm not doing it right. Yeah. That is repentance. That's what repentance yes. is. It is repentance. Although repentance is... Maybe that's what's so beautiful about it is that repentance is acknowledging your sin and mm-hmm. turning from right, it. Right, right. Sometimes you're coming to him still stuck right, in your sin. that's true. And going, I yeah. know this is wrong and I know I'm not doing yeah. it right and I don't know how to do it better. Yeah. I mean, that's, and yet he still and loves he us says, and that's forgiven. Like, right. And he says, it's okay. Yeah. It's all done. Like, yeah. I've already forgiven you for all of, for this and the next six times that you're going to do it. Not that it's okay that we do it another right. six times. Right. The penalty's already been paid. Like, right. it's taken care of. Yeah. But I think that there are some sins that we're in the middle of that we can't, that we're so ashamed to come to him mm-hmm. because we're in the middle of them and we can't and get ourselves out of them. ready to repent yet. Or maybe we are ready to repent, but we've still picked it up again. There's just, it's bondage. It's Mm -hmm. full on bondage and slavery to sin. And that's when he says, here's the spirit. (laughs) Yes. He says, here's the spirit or we have the spirit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm talking like Like, this is where like, not only does he save us from the guilt of the sin, but when we come to that point of total surrender, like he will free us from it. Yeah. We may not know when or yeah. how, and it may feel like a long road of bondage. Mm-hmm. This is the only one that can. Mm-hmm. We don't even have the capability yeah. to break our own selves free from yeah. a certain sin. And that's how much he loves us, is that we can even go to him in the midst of it and go, I, I can't. cannot. Yeah. Like, I've, I've done it all, I've tried it all, and I can't. Yeah. And he will either break us free or remind us that we've are, mm-hmm. that he's enough. That we're forgiven, Yeah. That's powerful. And that's really, if I'm being honest, that's where I was. I was in a place where I felt like I just was continually sitting. And it was a place where I was like, I can't, I can't stop. Like, I don't want this in between us anymore, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And then, 
oh, but this. Mm-hmm. And then I was free. And I just love that about him. He loves us oh so much. Mm-hmm. That's what I have from chapter seven. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dive Matthew. If you enjoyed our version of Inductive Bible Study and want to join our community of people all working on the same book of the Bible together, come check us out at divecollective.org and sign up for one of our current live dive studies. We believe you'll find a welcoming community, one where you'll be challenged, inspired, and uplifted. Come and see.